Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe, Georgia Dog Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Wilcox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Evening neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. What's up, everybody? It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Coming at you live on the video side of it on Brinks TV. We have a uh, we're we're back. Uh, episode two of season three, we're rocking and rolling through the summer. July 4th is coming up. Uh, we're going to get your, we're going to talk a little barbecue at, at towards the end when we wrap this thing up, but we got a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, some things happening in the quarterback world uh, since we last saw you. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about it. We alluded to it. A decision hadn't been made. And then as soon as we, as uh, soon as we, hang up and, and uh, wake up on Friday morning last week. Uh, the news broke that Arch Manning committed to the University of Texas. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to thank our fine folks at betonline.ag. They continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info and sports info. So find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon finals. I have no clue how to bet on tennis. Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. So head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get your bonus and get into that action. Bet online, that's where the game starts. True, how are you, buddy? Yeah, what's up, brother? You seem, uh, you seem a little tired. How's, uh, how's football going? I'm worn out. Um, we finally got the day week now, so I'm get get my batteries recharged. Um, had a good OTA today. Had a nice brawl at the beginning, you know, bright and early this morning. But uh, you know, it was good. It was really good. You know, get the juices flowing. You know, football season right around the corner. So um, I'm excited. I think our kids were excited today too. Um, ended up being a good day today for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you wake up and choose violence. Uh, looks like you're getting your preseason beard going. You got to get the clean slate. So you got that rocking and rolling. So, um, man, it's, 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 it's good to be back on, uh, on the airwaves here on the, on the believe network. We got a lot of big things happening. Uh, a lot of big things happening over at y'all's conference network with, with my other shows as well. So we're going to try to feed, feed into that. Um, but, uh, true. 
Arch Manning goes to Texas. I wasn't overly surprised. I don't know if you were either. There were some factors over there. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian is one of the best quarterback recruiters in the country. Uh, I think he got uh, validated by David Cutcliffe. I just think the Mannings liked what they saw over in Austin, uh, the situation, what they were building at Texas. They're going to be in the SEC uh, probably sooner rather than later at this point with, with all that's happening today. So were you surprised? I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I think we talked about it on um, Beast of the East, you know, about him going or where he was going. Um, you know, I predicted Texas. Um, you know, Steve Sarkeesian is the quarterback whisperer. Um, you know, he, he turned a, a nobody quarterback into a, a Heisman candidate. Heisman, he, he was one of the top runners for the Heisman. Um, first round draft pick, you know, with the Patriots. So, I mean, He's done a he's done a phenomenal job, you know, developing quarterbacks. So that's no surprise. And I know Georgia fans, you know, we we always want the five star guy and all this stuff. Right. And it'd be nice to have a Manning, you know, in Athens. But at the same time, you know, the kid went somewhere where he has a chance to play um, quickly. Um, I think the situation itself for playing time definitely suited him better at Texas than it did at Georgia. Um, and in my opinion. Um, this is solely my opinion, just from watching game tape on him and the competition that he plays. Um, I think we got the better deal in Gunnar Stockton um, coming up in the future anyway, um, just from a, a competition standpoint. Uh, of course, he's a Manning, you know, so he's going to be good, but, you know, to be thrown in that fire right now, you know, Georgia football is one of the best. Um, so I think Gunnar Stockton, I think we got a better deal out of with him. And I, I think had we not done such a good job recruiting the last couple of cycles with Vandegrift and, and Stockton, I, I think this would cause a little bit more panic in, in the Georgia football world, but it's really not like we, we, we shot our shot. We didn't get them. So we're, we're just gonna, I mean, it, it looks like we may skip the quarterback position altogether this cycle and, and go all in on somebody like uh, Rayola next, uh, next, next next cycle the 2024 cycle so a uh, lot a lot of intriguing things there uh, a lot of intriguing things with the quarterback position but you know, i just wanted to briefly touch on this because i don't think anybody was surprised um I, I think a lot of people had their hopes up like maybe arch you know we're we're in arch's top two which you know in, in today's college football that's that's a good place to be because if you're number two that transfer portal looks mighty enticing so um, and we're still six months away from signing day, early signing day. So don't think that Kirby's not going to keep recruiting this kid. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a, he's a Manning. So, you know, that competitive edge is already in him. Um, yeah. You know, I saw on Twitter, you know, I tweeted, uh, get ready for grownups to be upset about a kid in his college decision. Um, you know, he's a kid, you know, they got to yeah. do his best for them. Um, I think Texas is on the upcoming, the up and coming. Um, I think so he's doing a great job. The facilities are going to be amazing. Um, they're pouring more, uh, pouring more and more money into the program. Um, so I think Texas is a great situation for him. And I mean, people say he's running away from the SEC. Actually, he's not. He's actually running into the SEC because Texas and Oklahoma are about to be in the SEC mm-hmm. next year, if I'm not mistaken, or the year after that. Yeah, I think they got one more year in the Big 12 than they join. Um, is, is there red flags that he's not doing Elite 11, that he didn't do Elite 11? No, I don't think so. I think he he's proven what he needs to, and um, you got to think. You know, the elite the elite is great. Um, it's to, to get eyes on 
you know, quarterbacks who otherwise wouldn't be seen outside the spectrum of recruiting. Um, but I think he's pretty much proven, you know, what he can do. Um, and I mean, he, he's a Manning at the end of the day. Yeah. So obviously he does, the kid he really it, to, yeah. you know, he doesn't really need to go and say, Ooh, look, I can throw the ball 70 yards. I mean, we, we know he can. He's got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks as uncles. You know what I mean? So I think yeah, he, he's fine. Yeah I, yeah, I think he's fine too. I think he'll be a great quarterback at Texas. So what does that leave for our quarterback room? So I, I was listening to – I was just exploring some of the other Georgia shows just to kind of see what was out there. Um, you know, I, I think other than this show right here, I mean, I'm kind of partial. But other than this show right here, uh, I, I think DGD does a really good job with uh, Robert Reynolds and, and Juan Daniels. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, you know, Dane Young, they do a pretty good job, him and Jim Donnan, and I believe it's Roddy Nabulsi. They do a good job over at UJ Sports. Um, but I, I was listening to to a group over at Locked On, and uh, they, uh, you know, they're talking about the quarterback room, and they're kind of talking about, okay, there's no Arch Manning as of this moment. So what does that leave? What, where does that leave this quarterback room? Obviously, Stetson this year, right? Unless he gets hurt. So right now it's, it's a race for that coveted number two spot because that person's going to be the front runner coming into the following season when it, when it's wide open. So you get Carson Beck, Gunnar Stockton and uh, Brock Vandegrift and whatever freshman we possibly bring in, or if there's a freshman we bring in in the 2024 cycle, he gets in the mix the next year. But, um, you know, with, with the way that they evaluate quarterbacks, I, I heard it described as like, we don't always pick the right quarterback, but I, I kind of like looked sideways at that because I was like, well, the most talented is not necessarily the best quarterback because if we went with the most talented, we would have rolled with JT Daniels and who knows, we may have gone nine, three, 10 and two for all we know. I mean, we, we may not have had the same success. You have to pick the right quarterback. And I, I think I'm going to choose to trust Todd Munkin and Kirby smart to know what they're looking for. And what they're looking for is, I mean, JT Daniels, don't get me wrong. He's going to do really good at West Virginia. I think he fits that system a little bit better possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really dove into the Neil Brown system, but I think he fits more. I think he fits better in that system than he did with, because we are a play action move the pocket RPO quarterback run game type type offense. Like that, that's what Mm -hmm. we are. And if you look at the quarterbacks that we have uh, aside from Carson Beck, I mean, you look at Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton, they're both runners. They're both, they're both, they both move the pocket. They both can throw on the run. They both can escape. They're very dynamic Mm -hmm. athletes. And you can, it's obvious that we're building that pipeline with, uh, Todd Munkin, Buster Faulkner, uh, and, and the offensive staff. That's the quarterback we're building for. Stetson gave mm-hmm. us everything we needed with that skill set. That's why he was QB1 last year. So, Absolutely. saying that, my bold prediction is going to be Gunnar Stockton. That's my bold prediction. Yep. Like, I think he's Absolutely. going to be. You watch Gunnar Stockton, he has, he has some sort of it factor. You know, you, you look at him, he has the toughness. You played a really tough schedule, really tough competition. Uh, I think Thomas County central, uh, held him in check for, for the most part, but I mean, 
you know, he's a high school kid. He, he's, he's allowed to not be perfect. He's allowed to struggle in, in a game. Those other kids play varsity football too. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just think he has an it factor. And I, I think that once he finally gets comfortable, I mean, he's, he's only had a spring practice under his belt. So we really don't have a huge sample size, but, but I think the guys will rally around him. And I think he's, to me, he's the five-star talent version and skill set of what Stetson Bennett brings to this offense. I just think he's a little bit better physically uh, than Stetson Bennett is right now. But Stetson obviously just led us to a national championship. So, you know, it's a compliment to Gunner. I'm not saying Stetson is less than Gunner. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that, you know, I think next year Gunner is going to be the guy. I think he's going to take over. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I hope nobody takes offense to what I'm saying. Um, there's a reason why two football coaches are hosting this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because you get a coaching uh, coaching viewpoint, you know, of the quarterback position of football itself. Um, if you're looking We're two at offensive stats, coordinators yeah. too, so we really know. Yeah. And if you're looking at stats or stars or anything like that, I mean – that's what you're going to go on. You're going to make those predictions. You're going to say Georgia got it wrong. Yeah, well, Georgia's got a ring. You know, they got a ring this year with this admitted. You know, um, who knows what would happen with JT Daniels? You know, we could have won last championship. We could have, you know, lost the semifinals. We could have gone 93. You never know what would happen. But at the end of the day, we, we're national champions. And that's what matters with this admitted. You know what I mean? So, the coaching staff went with the quarterback that gave us the best chance to win in the system that was set in place. Yeah, exactly. Um, the system is a is not a straight drop back, you know, dink and dump, you know, throw the ball 50 times down the field. It is right. a who can move the pocket, who can who can man the man the offense, who can get us in the right situation. Um, if the play breaks down, who can who can run the ball, who can you know, make plays with his feet, you know, who can move on, who can throw on the run, uh, move the pocket a little bit. If we get in a lot of edge pressure, um, offensive line breaks down, you know, things like that. Um, you got to think of how many plays that Stetson made with his feet. You know, I watched him Tennessee game the other day, and, you know, there was three or four times where he loses a sack, you know, takes off with his legs. JT Daines doesn't give you that element, you know, so uh, the offensive staff got it right. Yeah, I, th- I think um, so. But I think I think Beck could go into it as the number two to start off with. Um, I think Gunner will get better. I think Vandergriff will get better. Um, but like you said, I think eventually Gunner's going to end up taking that second, that number two spot, um, simply from a standpoint of his athletic ability within the offense. He gives you that mobile quarterback just like Stetson. Um, yeah. I watched him against Thomasville. Um, the kid's tough. I mean, second quarter, I mean, he gets hit under the chin, and he's gushing blood from his nose. I mean, he's like, no, coach, I can go back in. He goes back in, throws a touchdown. You know, he's got moxie, you know. Um, so, Gunner is Gunner's Georgia's future right now, in my opinion. Um, can Carson Beck get better? I think Carson Beck had a great spring game. So, I think it's his job to lose, personally. Um, but I think he's got some stiff competition behind him. Um, Vandergriff to me is the quarterback out right now. Um, just from watching the spring game, I think he's he's he comfortable. Have, yeah, he doesn't have the 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 moxie as the other two. I think um, Cross did a great job with second offensive taking command. Mm-hmm. 
make some key throws, uh, move the offense. So it's Carson's job to lose. And I think Bunner's right on his heels right now. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. And I think, I think you'll see it kind of get even more level with uh, when they get into fall camp, they get into these scrimmages. Uh, you, you're going to, you're going to get a lot of quality reps against the scout team with those guys to kind of see who can stack up. And I think that's where you're going to get your true quarterback competition. And I absolutely love that. I, I, I love that these guys get after it on the scout team and, and try to make throws and try to try to pressure our defense. And they go against one of the top defenses in the country every week. I think that's what made Stetson Bennett who he was mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I mean, as early as the 2017 national championship run, when he played Baker Mayfield on the scout team, you know, that kind of forged him and, you know, that was his national championship game. So he mm-hmm. like, a lot of the situations he's already been in, in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then he, you know, you know, he takes his lumps in the 2020 season. Um, you know, obviously takes us as far as he could have taken us, learned a lot, obviously, and was ready the next time they called him, called his name, just didn't go away. Could have tucked tailed and said, I'm going to transfer and go to Furman and be the next quarterback at Furman and, and finish out my career. But he didn't, he stuck around. And, and he won the job. So, uh, you know, hats off to him. I, I think it's a great quarterback room. I, you know, I don't think any of these guys are bad, um, but you know, somebody's got to finish last in the pecking order. Somebody's got to finish first in the pecking order. So, you know, un- un- unfortunately I, I think Vandegrift has kind of fallen behind those two guys. Uh, I really liked Beck in the spring game. I think he's got the early lead on it. But again, I'm going to stick with my bold prediction. I think Gunnar Stockton by the end of the season and going into spring next, uh, I think he wins the job next spring. I think gonna... I've never seen a, a fan base that's so ready to, you know, pull the plug on national winning quarterback. Never... <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get I, it. I don't. I don't understand the 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 hate that most people have for Stephen Minute. He's a quiet kid. He doesn't get in trouble. No, um, he does. A, he does what he's supposed to do. He's he's a normal quarterback. He makes mistakes just like anybody else. Yeah. I mean, the team loves him. Yeah, the the reason why people hate him and, and don't give him that that uh, the leash is because he's a two star and he's five eleven and he's a small guy and we're just a regular looking dude and just everybody's like, well, we're Georgia. We shouldn't have. We should have this big big six four freaking fireballer and five-star guy that has all the accolades and all the no dude <laughs> yeah. i'll take the scrappy i'm gonna take the scrappy dude that's gonna lead us to the championship man that guy's got i mean you want to talk about cojones that guy's got yeah. him. every coach that i talk to that's a georgia fan is excited about stephen minute every I'm, coach that's I'm, what I'm putting out. every coach yeah. That I've talked to, that's a Georgia fan. Yeah, every fan fan is not excited, and you see the difference in those two. I, I and and what what's a ringing endorsement is opposing fans wishes wish that he he would have moved on. Yeah, like the, the Tennessee fans that I coach with, uh, they're not excited that he's back. You understand, he's the giant killer, mm-hmm. something that a lot of quarterbacks couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Aaron Murray couldn't beat Alabama. No. And um, what's his name from? Didn't beat Alabama. No. And guess who beat him? Two stars that's a minute. Yeah. The freaking tough, scrappy kid who just fought his <laughs> way. I mean, I, it's just, it's a great story. And, and, and he really is. I mean, he, he, 
he earned every every ounce of it. So, um, but but not to drudge up an old quarterback battle, but you know, you mentioned the name Jake Fromm, but you know, that the whole deal with him and Justin Fields. And I always go back to like, yeah, Justin Fields was is way more talented. Obviously, he was a first round pick and starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. I mean, that speaks for itself, right? But what we were doing offensively at that point, it was a mess, first of all, with, with James Coley. Uh, and and uh, second of all, I, I think I, – I don't know that you put Justin Fields in there if it gets any better. I think the system yeah. was screwed up. The quarterback development was non-existent. I just don't think it would have been a good situation. Had he waited another year – for Munkin to for Munkin to come in, I think he would have beat out. I think he would have been the guy um, to 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 lead the pack. There's no doubt in my mind that Justin Fields would have won the starting quarterback position yeah. if he had stayed another year, and Munkin would have came in. Um, the development of him um, as a quarterback, kind of what he did with Ryan Day when he got to Ohio State, yeah. um, he became a better passer, a better that was runner. A perfect um, scheme for him. He under he understood coverage. Um, he understood leverage, um, how to throw the ball, when to throw the ball, windows, you know, all the things that quarterbacks mm-hmm. learn. You know, he didn't learn while he was there. Because all we did was hand the ball off. Unbalanced yeah, formation, yeah. hand yeah. the ball off. Yeah, it was you know, it was we lost South Carolina in the same same formation the whole entire game. I was yep. at the game. Trust me on that. <laughs> you know, so it was baffling. I I don't know, understand it. Fromm wasn't asked to do a lot. Fromm was asked to hand the ball up to Sonny Michelle, Nick mm-hmm. Chubb, Swift, um, and all those guys. You know, so why do you need a you know why do you need a game changer at quarterback? Um, you, you don't for what we were doing because that was Jim Chaney's last year, actually. Yeah, so I mean, because uh, he transferred, he transferred the next year. Yeah, so it wasn't he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand the the scheme of the offense. And whatever quarterback fits the scheme is the one that's going to start. Mm-hmm. That's system, system matters. People, people, that's how it works. Whoever fits the scheme, system the matters. Offense system is going matters. to be the starter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really simple. But, it you know, matters. Especially, people look at stars and rivals, and yeah. just because you know how to read does not mean that that's how it and, should be. And just because you're a four star doesn't mean you can fit in any scheme anywhere. It's not true. Yeah. Many four stars in the portal, no matter what position. And there's a lot of three stars in the NFL. And there's a lot of five stars in the NFL too. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of three stars in the NFL because they fit a specific role, and mm-hmm. that's that's what it takes. So, uh, to, to to those that say that, just sign the best quarterback you can. Now you got to find the right quarterback, and you got to be intentional about it. If you sign the best quarterback you can, you have a room for the quarterbacks that we're going to play. Only one can be on the field at one time. Right. Not like receiver, offensive line, or now. I mean, there's one person that takes a snap. Mm-hmm. So why have 10 of them? And, and in this day and age, you're never going to have more than two because you're going to have a bunch of guys mm-hmm. transfer out, most most likely with NIL, and they get opportunities elsewhere. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't understand, I don't understand this whole like quarterback thing, but I guess I never will. Fans are fans. People are entitled to their opinion. I get it, but I, I don't agree with it, but I get it. I, I think Stetson's going to be a great quarterback. I, you know, somebody asked me, um, 
I responded to one of these threads by row one. And uh, I guess this can kind of lead into our overview, our general expectations for the season before we really start kind of breaking down the schedule and opponents and things like that. But um, there was a question says who's going to win the national championship this year. And I said, obviously I said, Georgia's Georgia with the repeat. He asked me why I said, we have a loaded deep. I said, we have a loaded offense. Probably, uh, yeah, we have a loaded offense. I didn't get into specifics, but we have a loaded offense and we have a defense that, yeah, we lost five guys in the first round, but we still have a lot of experience, not starting experience, but we have a lot of playing experience still coming back. We have a lot of good talent and playing experience of guys that fit our scheme still coming back. I mean, are, are we going to be the team that gives up six and a half points per game? Probably not. Probably not ever. That, that was the best defense in the history of college football, statistically, as far as total D and points per game. Ridiculous. I, I don't know that anybody can do that. But we're going to, you know, even if we get worse and we and we average giving, I mean, significant drop off would be for us would be giving up 14 points a game. That'd be a significant drop off. That's still pretty damn good, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think we good. Can, I think we're there. I think we're there. So my expectations is that we're right back in the mix. But it's college football. Alabama's Alabama. Ohio State's loaded up, ready to, ready to roll. So. I mean, you still got to play through the playoff and you still got to, you know, you still got to run the gauntlet of the SEC and we got a fairly easy schedule, although I don't love where Mississippi, the Mississippi State game is. Uh, I, I don't love that that game's late, but uh, I, I think we have all the pieces in place to be a team that can repeat. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that we can. Um, I think it's the point of um, realizing that you won the national championship last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is a, this is an entire year. Um, now you're the team to beat. You know, that's one thing that Alabama does do well, uh, whether they win or they lose it. You know, they are always the team to beat. Um, I think now now it's Georgia's turn. I think we have to embrace that. We have to work, you know, just like we're the underdog. Um, we have to work as if we never won it. We have to work as if we never beat Alabama. Um, we have to we're, work as if, We are 2009 Bama right now. Yeah. And we're, we're, the, dynasty, the dynasty is starting, and we have to – continue to work. We have to stay hungry. You can't get complacent. Exactly. Um, I don't think the coach staff is going to let that happen. No. Um, and, and, Kirby, staying hungry. and Kirby was around in 2010 when they had that drop-off where they lost three games mm-hmm. and didn't even win their division. Uh, Auburn uh, Auburn won the division that year and went on to win the national championship. But And they lost. They got upset by South Carolina game. They should have never lost. But you know, as as a coach, you have a team that won it all. You have a team that's flying high. They're 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 reading the press clippings. Every you know, how do you manage those expectations? How do you come in and say, okay, we've got to make sure that we prevent that from happening and we stay focused on the prize. Yeah, you know, I, I had the the of coaching with uh, the great rush ropes in 2015, um, the year before they won it. Um, in 2014-15, his, his big thing was, you're the team to beat. You know, you got to stay hungry. You can't get complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was his speech every day, um, whether it was practice, whether it was a game, um, hell, whether it was a pregame meal. It was, you're, you're the team to beat, you know, and it, and we practiced that way. We practiced as if, you know, we went 0-10 the year before. 
Um, you know, he never took his foot off the gas. And then that's what you have to do. Um, you know, he wanted to go 15 and 0. That that's that was the goal. You know, that senior group wanted to go 15 and 0. Um, they wanted to repeat. They want to be national champions. So they practiced that way every day. And, you know, going into games, you know, they played that way. You know, there are times that we're down for sure because it's football. Um, there's going to be times where the team has the upper hand, but you fight, you don't give up. And that's what they did. I mean, they called the all the way through, went 15 and 0. Um, we won the state championship and we were national champions that year. And then from the simple fact that Rushton let it, that team get complacent. You know, that senior group has been starting since they were sophomores. Right. You know, so they, they've been through the fire. They had come off um, two previous semifinal um, um, games. And, you know, 2014 was, was that magical year. And, you know, that group was coming back again as seniors. Mm-hmm. So they want to do it again. You know, and so Rush just kept his foot on the neck and was like, hey, this is this is the recipe. You got to stay hungry. You can't be complacent. You got to show up every day, you know, with your hard hat, you know, your lunch pail, and be ready to go. And I think that's the approach that George Dates takes this year. You know, simple as the fact that you're the team to beat. Everybody wants you. Alabama wants you again. Mm-hmm. So any any historian um, will know that anytime Alabama loses the national championship, they come back the next year with a vengeance. So everybody better be ready, even Georgia. Because yeah. in that SC championship game, if we meet up with them again, it's going to be a dogfight. And yeah. whoever's going to come out on top is, is going to be the eventual national champion. Yeah, and I, I think I think you're going to see a actual game plan in the SEC championship this year versus whatever that weird crap was that they did uh, this past year. But um, so Stetson is an obvious leader on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. Brock Bowers, obvious leader, offensive side of the ball. Uh, but defense, you lose N'Kobe Dean, you lose Jordan Davis. Those are not only two elite players, but they're two elite leaders too. Mm-hmm. Who leads the bunch over there? Who, who's the who's the guy that in the you know who's the guy that chews out somebody and then goes and gives them his first one in line to give him props like N'Kobe did in in the national championship with Channing Tindall. I think you look at guys like like that come back you know Bill um, Nolan uh, Ringo um, I call him Big Hoss number eighty eight Jalen um, Carter yeah Big Carter man I, I love him. Um, I think you look at those guys who played significant minutes that year, um, who are coming back, um, you know, to lead, to lead the defense. I think we had a great, really good spring game. I think you're trying to fit in some pieces. Um, and you look for some new guys to come in, you know, and, and make things shake. Um, so I think the defense is going to be fine. I think they're going to be great. We're still big. We're still physical up front. Um, that's never going to change in the Kirby Smart defense, mm-hmm. um, no matter who's calling the defense. Um, but I think we're going to be better. I think you got more um, defensive minds involved now on that side of the football. Um, of course, you got Curry, but you got Muschamp, um, Schumann, Schumann Trey um, Scott, Trey Scott. You got our new DB coach. Um, so I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're going to be great. Um, uh-huh. Shel, uh, Dawson just came back, um, you know, to help out with the secondary. So I mean, you know, you got some talent, some talented coaches on that side of the ball. You know, so it's just the point of, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, they're going to give a big play here and there. Um, just stay consistent. Like you said, if we get a 14 points a game, we can score 17, you know, offensively. I think we can score two touchdowns in the field goal. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you hold, you know, your opponent to 14 points a game, we win every single game. 17-14, no matter what. Yeah, but we're going to be explosive. Know, so. We're going to be explosive offensively. You Absolutely. So, yeah. I think defensively is just, you know, don't try to be the team of last year. You got you got to have your own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, just come in and stay hungry. And, you know, great, great things are going to happen. You know, of course, you lose that veteran leadership uh, with Nicobe and all those guys leaving. But at the same time, you got some key players that, are, that came back. You know, some key players that are that got valuable playing time during the year who are going to be great, great mm-hmm. ball players for us. And some young guys that are coming in who show some some kahunas, as you would say, you yeah, know, during you the go. spring game. I, I was I was very impressed with that group, That's and we got some guys day. coming in too. Yeah. So. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Those guys will get a chance to play. Obviously we, we play a lot of guys over there on that, that side of the ball, but you know, what, what, what's really awesome. And it's really awesome for guys like Sheldon Dawson and Mike Bobo and Buster Faulkner and uh, whoever else we have as analysts and QCs and stuff like that. They're about to up the, up the, on the field limit to 16, 16 on field coaches. So those guys don't have to coach incognito anymore, which is going to be, Huge, huge, because yeah, now you have an NFL model where the coordinator can literally pace around the practice field and you have Buster working with the offensive or the quarterbacks. You have Dawson working with the DBs. Dawson and Fran Brown can now split the DBs up. You know, they can, uh, you know, Muschamp can kind of oversee some things. You know, the linebackers, you know, they probably have an assistant that works with them so they can split those guys. You know, the defensive line doesn't really need anybody. But, I, you know, I, I think you have, you know, the offensive line, those, you know, they can, they can do some more creative stuff because you have extra bodies out there that can actually now coach. You have scout teams that can be coached up like their own, like, position group. So, you know, I, I, I think – you know, you have some, you have a couple of QCs that coach up each side of the the scout team and, and manage that. So I, I, I I'm excited that that's going to be a rule. I, I think it's long overdue because gone are the days of like 10 coaches can get it done at the college level. You have, you have high schools, even here in Tennessee, we have high schools that have 16, 17, 18 coaches. Like yeah. we were playing a school, uh, last year Gallatin Gallatin high school and they were walking out and the team walked out there's you know 110 players and then uh the coaches walked out behind them and it's like there's just like a never-ending string of coaches coming out it just <laughs> they just kept coming like I was like good lord they have a coach for yeah, every we, player we have 18 coaches I believe good just lord. from ninth grade up Ninth grade up to varsity. So, um, so, so, what are staff meetings like? Okay, we have we have like we have eight coaches, and we're 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 thrilled about that where I am. But what's like a what's like an eighteen coach staff meeting like? Um, well, it's 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 really it's really fun from the simple fact that we're not going to be there all day. Um, each one of them have a job. Um, it's different duties and things like that. We kind of break up everything. Um, to where one coach is not just bogged down in work, uh, whether it's field work, whether it's film work, yeah. um, you know, weight room duties and things like that. So you just break up everything you have. Like you say, you just have more eyes. Um, all of us work together um, as a cohesive unit. So um, whatever I say, you know, 
might see other receiver coach says or me and the quarterback coach are on the same page and things like that. So, you so know, you, you have get a lot to kind of be a CEO. No, no, I'm, I'm a worker. <laughs> I'm a worker. Um, so our our calls our calls go through the go through the head coach. Um, you know, so whatever we call, you know, he he yay or nays it uh, between myself and the line coach. So, um, you know, we just we just work. And and it's it's great to have like mindedness, you know, nobody has an ego. Um, you know, it's just it's all for winning at the end of the day. You know, we want to hold that trophy up in December. Um at the end at the end of the season, you know, get the ring on our finger as well. So, you know, it's, it's just one big happy family, really. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. You yeah. know, it's it's you win you win games just because all those guys are bought in. Um there's no like I said, there's no ego. Um, it's all about winning and, you know, getting our kids to the next level. Absolutely. And like, it, it, it really gives some development to the JV guys cause they can, you, know, you, you have guys that can be dedicated to, to JV and freshmen and give some development there. Like we, we have to get creative where I am and uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, I wish as a district that we would kind of reorganize some stuff as a district on how, yeah. how we pay coaches and how we hire coaches and things like that. We don't have booster yeah. clubs. We don't have any of that. Yeah, we got, we got a huge booster club. I mean, our booster club does a phenomenal job for us. Um, we, we literally only have to do one fundraiser um, a year. Um, and it's a small one, you know, it's, it's just a literally reconditioned helmet. You know what I mean? And the booster club handles everything else mm-hmm. as far as travel and, pregame meals and all that stuff so um you know you know it's great down here you know the way they have everything set up you know for us is it's all set up for you to succeed um and people think you know y'all y'all got 18 coaches like no like it's one big room of just guys who love football who who love the kids um and then and we're there to win football games that's what we're there for um, yeah, and and as long as everybody's down with that mission, that's that's uh, that's the way to go. So, but it's long overdue at the college level. Like, if, if y'all can do it at Ware County, <laughs> I mean, why can't you do it at Georgia and South Carolina, all, and Alabama? And, all high schools are here in Georgia. Um, you know, at the lower levels, um, you know, they really don't have the budget to do it. But you know, for five, six, seven, A, you know, there, there's an abundance of coaches, you know, to, you know, help, you know, give us, a, like you said, give, just basically just give another set of eyes, you know, things that you might miss. You know, you got another coach that's saying, hey, coach, they're doing this. You know, coach, he's falling off his back foot if you're you with the quarterbacks, you know, things like that that you might miss because you're looking at something else. Right. And that's, that's extremely valuable intel to have. Like, I'm not sure who, I'm not sure if I want to go upstairs or if I want to put somebody upstairs so I can talk to my, talk to my quarterback when he comes off the field. Like I, I, cause I feel better calling a game from upstairs, but I know the importance of, of me having to be on the field to talk to the quarterback. So I I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that, but um, you and I can talk about that more, more in depth later. I want to get your idea on what's happening with the Big Ten, how that's going to lead and affect uh, super conferences. UCLA and USC uh, have budding rivalries with Maryland and Rutgers that they just so desperately wanted to to rekindle, so they joined the Big Ten. So 
what <laughs> super conferences were headed that way. It, it's, it's about to be an arms race to pick off the big 12 and the ACC at this point uh, and, and the rest of the pac 12. I, this is going to be fun to kind of try to figure out who's going to go where predict who's going to go where. This is going to be fun for simple fact that we got two California teams going to play in the cold. That's I don't know. Hilarious. Who, I don't know whose idea this was, but this is a terrible idea. If that's the conference that you want to go to. Um, I think everybody's <laughs> running from Utah. Yeah. You know, everybody's literally running from Utah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Washington's going to be better this year. Oregon's going to be better. Oregon state's on the rise. I mean, Stanford's everybody always solid. Over there. Washington State, you know, is going to be better this year. So all the teams in the Pac-10 are, are going to be better. And I think those two teams were on the outside looking in. So they're like, hey, let's go over here. But you still got Michigan, still got Ohio State, still got Michigan State. You still got Minnesota. Penn I mean, State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is going to be better. Yeah. Um, and there's Michigan always State? the pesky. Oh, yeah. And the pesky Purdue's and the Northwesterns of the world. I mean, Iowa. And Indiana. Iowa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Like they're they're contending for their division just about every other year. Um, it's 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 nuts, man. Like I I you see it and you're like, it's just not a fit. Like they <laughs> I mean, I I joke, but like it's gonna be mm-hmm. can you picture okay, no it's November 15th, game time temperature, seven degrees, driving snow. Can you see Lincoln Riley over there with his little play sheet going? Uh, we're going to go. The good thing uh, about Lincoln is that it, it did get kind of cold in Oklahoma during, in the late, late during the season. That's, the only, that's it, his only saving grade. It did, not get, it did not get New Jersey cold. Kelly. Kelly was in Philly. So, you know, it gets cold for him. But the, I'm thinking from a player standpoint, that's why kids go to UCLA and USC. So they can play on the West Coast. <laughs> they play their one cold game in 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 Seattle every other year. Yeah, so I or, mean, or the Palouse in 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 Washington State. So, I mean, you play three quarters of your schedule. Places to go. I would think they would go to the ACC. They would fit in the ACC. They fit in the SEC. I, I thought they'd go SEC if they wanted to go major conference. No, they they ain't coming them. over here. No, we wouldn't have them probably. No. Ain't nobody going over there to play them. Shoot, no. Vandy, yeah, Vandy get all Atlanta. over that. What? Oregon's coming to Atlanta. I know they are. They ain't scared. <laughs> Oregon ain't scared. They ain't going over there. Yeah. Screw that. We ain't going out there to Eugene. You can come down here. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> crazy, man. And I think we're going to swallow up the, the entire ACC just about. At least like the northern half for the Big Ten and the Big 12 to fight over. You know, I saw that, and I, I know you, you tweeted it too. You know, they're going to that uh, three five five deal. Um, I think yeah. it's a good idea. Um, yeah. I think that SEC is probably going to go to it here soon once Oklahoma and Texas come in. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good for the sport. I think it's, it's time that, you know, all the teams play each other, you know, yeah. at least one time, um, you know, a year um, yeah. and do it that way. And yeah. it's also going to keep the ACC relevant because eventually – a lot of those teams are going to defect too. I mean, your second best team just about every year is sitting at home watching Duke play Clemson in the championship game. Like, come on, really? Yeah. 
<laughs> like, come on. One slip up over there in his ball game. Yeah. I mean, Miami we're and Clemson in, are the same. The yeah. If you slip up, you got a chance still to make it. Yeah, because everybody's beating up on each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, yeah, ACC is long overdue for for no divisions. And that's what makes the. I mean, that's what makes the Big Twelve watchable is they don't have divisions anymore. So, you, so there's no longer like Texas and Oklahoma fighting it out for the number one spot to see who plays Nebraska, who's like six and six in the Big Twelve championship game. You know, they're they're you know they they got. They had a really good big. They had a really good championship game this past year. Oklahoma State and 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 Iowa State. They had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Two best teams in the in the league. Really good game. I mean, it, they didn't do much in, in the bowl games, but yeah, you know, the championship game was good. So, yeah. I it's it's I you know I could see this thing just splitting up into two leagues, and like it coming down to like you play a little uh, like a little two or three game playoff, like the top four teams play like a quarter, like a semifinal deal, like a little tournament, you know, like two games. And then it leads to a super bowl with the big 10 and sec. Like, I think that's what we're like. I would not shock me whatsoever for that to happen. I think that's why they went to the big 10 because the big 10 has the best chance to get into the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at Ohio State, Michigan, um, last couple of years, um, Michigan State was on the cusp of doing it mm-hmm. as well. Um, they got in so. that one year. They got in. Uh, I think it was the year Alabama beat Clemson, and uh, the, it, there was a, it was fifteen two thousand fifteen. I think uh, Alabama beat Clemson, and then the next year Clemson returned the favor, but. Uh, I think that first that first game was uh, Michigan State just getting drubbed by Bama. They had cousins. I, I think. think both of those teams feel like they have the the best teams, so mm-hmm. they feel like that that conference will give them the best chance to get in. I mean, Dude. but it's going to be interesting to see how they play in the snow. It's they a smart move on that front, the- but oh boy, like you're going to Ann Arbor <laughs> in November. Nah, did you see the? <laughs> did you see? Was it? I think it was the Michigan Michigan State game when they played this year, and it was snow everywhere. Yeah, same with the Michigan Ohio State game. It was it was driving snow in the second half. Yeah, you a know, lot of snow so games. It's yeah. going to be funny to see mm-hmm. <laughs> those West Coast guys play. Oh, God, those UCLA those UCLA, <laughs> UCLA rolls into like West Lafayette. They're like, what in the? Where in the hell am I? They yeah, look around and see just nothing but cornfields. No, you go to Minnesota in September and it's snowing. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Labor Day weekend. Who are we kidding? Good luck. Yeah. Have fun with that. Try rowing the boat in, in, in a sheet of ice. Mm-hmm. Lincoln. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I mean, business-wise... I, Revenue sharing, TV deals, all that stuff. Great move. Great move. F- football competition wise, not so sure. Great move. I not think so it's sure. football competition wise too, as far as a whole. I think you get more more competition because, yeah. like I said, the Purdue's of the world, Northwestern Purdue's getting better. Um, they knocked off a couple teams last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwestern's Northwestern. You know what you're gonna get from them. 
Um, they'll surprise the team here or there. Um, but as a whole, I think the Big Ten is very competitive as a whole. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, the Pac-12 is you got Utah, Oregon, whenever they're going. And that's really been it, you know, as of late, you know, because USC and UCLA has been down um, the last couple of years. So. Washington was hor- horrendous last year. Yeah. Uh, Washington State was rebuilding. Uh, Oregon State is they're they're lying in the weeds, but they haven't been good since Mike Riley left. Uh, yeah. You know, Arizona's, Arizona's terrible, terrible. Like they might be the worst team in college football. Uh, then you have Arizona State, which is a dumpster fire. Colorado, which when Mel Tucker was there, they were competitive, but they're now a dumpster fire. Um, so who do you add? Like, do you add anybody? Do you just accept the impending fate of, of doom and merge with the big 12 and just try to make some sort of super Western conference. I think you've tried to merge with the big 12. Cause I mean, BYU just went to the big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, UCF's going to the big 12. So, you know, you're losing out on a lot of teams. You got to try to get somebody to come in that can be competitive. You know, that can and name you know, get you that revenue. Yeah. Brand, brand recognition. Revenue. Well, I mean, it's a smart decision for the Pac-12 to join the Big 12 because the Big 12 has all the money. Big 12 has a ton of money. They have a ton of money with just Oklahoma State. You know, they have a ton of money with, uh, I mean, right now with Texas, but that'll that'll be gone. But you know that they, you know, they need they need another superpower to come in that has mm-hmm. money and and can bring revenue, and that's Oregon, Utah, uh, the Arizona schools can they can bring some money if the you know if they get good. You know, when they're good, they're they're profitable. But when they're not, they're they're not. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's it's getting interesting. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's gonna be fun real soon. The the, <laughs> the, the G five is they're kind of screwed because <laughs> it because like FCS has got their own little thing going with their own playoffs and national championship, and the G five is just kind of left hanging. Yeah, it's gonna be. Like the it's freaking be interesting. The Akron's and the Kent states of the world, like the, they're like left hanging. Like, what do they do? They should just form their yeah. own league at this point. I would. I mean, just get thrown. I mean, it's like the high school model, a national champions, a national champion. You just have your own tournament, you know? There's no, like, it's not less of a national championship. It's just, it's like a 7A versus. <laughs> Versus a versus a four A state champion, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like that model. You're still a state champion, yeah. You know, yeah, it's true. You still claim it, like true. like Valdosta State is still a national football champion. Mm-hmm. Division two, but they're still a national champion. You know, yeah, you got to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. So they're going into the conferences this coming season. No. Or next season. Next season. So they got one more year. They're going in twenty four. They they got the rapid the rapid eject. <laughs> they 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 hit that. They watched Top Gun one too many times. They just pulled the pulled the eject button. Yeah, eject those Cedo curves. Hey, Pack Twelve. See yeah. This is our two week notice that we're letting you know that we're out. Hey, we're short staffed. Oh, that sucks. We could really use you. I bet you could. Sorry. 
Sorry. Good luck, though. Yeah. Well, that's good for Utah. That'll be fun. Good football. It'll be really good football. Big Ten will be interesting. The, the, can, can you imagine being a director of football operations now in the Big Ten? Can you imagine being a director of volleyball operations? And you have to travel <laughs> from you have to travel from East Lansing to LA. Yeah, you're gonna have to compete, boy. Compete, oh, yeah. compete, compete. Which is good for them. They want to compete. Well, here you go. You're about to get you about to get you a whole lot of get you so. Yeah, they exactly. That that's a great statement, by the way. But uh but as we uh, as we wrap this thing up, as we get closer to July fourth, grilling season. What's uh what's on the grill for you this week this weekend? Week? Uh, we got a new smoker, so um, we're gonna do some smoked chicken. Um, our meat our meat man came by the other day, so got a lot of chicken and steaks and things like that. Ah, uh, uh, you see, you in South Georgia, um, you have a you have a meat man. <laughs> He showed it to us. Um, like Mayberry grass over there. fed, right. grass fed, so and so and so. I was like, yeah, I'll try some. You know, so I've got a cool full of meat. Um, still some meat from um, the deer that my wife and I shot. Um, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun fourth. Gonna get some rest, man. It's been yeah. a long, long summer, and Big yeah. Red has not been kind to us at all. Mm-mm. Big Red is not Big Red. Like the devil is the devil. Definitely came down to Georgia, mm-hmm. and, and he's, know, like, I, he's like, man, it's hot. I saw him walk across the football field a couple of times. Um, you know, he said, "What's up?" Um, but now we're, we're we're in monsoon season now. Um, it, it's raining every hour or so now. See, we're about to be um, in a dry from, monsoon season where it ain't gonna rain at all. That's what we had last week. There was no rain, but it was hot. And now it's like occasional thunderstorms everywhere you turn around now. So mm-hmm. we we had a wet monsoon season, like late spring or early June, like yeah. May, early June, and then it just goes dry for till like September. Yeah, we're to the point now where it's raining mm-hmm. one mile away, but sunny. You know, a mile up the road, which is weird, but mm-hmm. you know. It is what it is. We're at the part where we go on our game field and it's crunchy. <laughs> like we, like e- even when we diligently run the irrigation system, it is still crunchy. Oh, bless it. That's, the, that's how dry it is. Like that's how quick it is. Cause it's so hot too. And like, there's not a cloud in the sky cause it doesn't ever rain. Like we, we, I'm telling you, dude, we run the gamut of, of climates here. We, yeah, y'all got all four, maybe we, five. We we hit the cycle, man. We get we get that desert climate. We get the snow. We get the get the rain. We get the indecisive. Is it winter still? Is it spring? Uh, and then we get the uh, the devil comes out in October. Sometimes, uh, yeah. you know, big big red goes. Hey, I'm still here. It's it's October fifteenth, but I'm still here. Like we, we guys had, didn't forget about me. Yeah, we had to shut down, like, this was pre-COVID. This was, like, the year before COVID. We had to shut down a practice in October because of heat index. Mm, that never happens here. Like, not, the, not heat index, the heat index got up to, like, 103 that day. Yeah, And I got, like, a stomach virus, so I was, like, vastly dehydrated. So, like, 
the kids were like pouring water on me to you know cool me off and to hydrate me and it just i like i i don't know i it was act day so i didn't want to like it was like the one day i couldn't miss you know because i was proctoring and like everyone like no one could cover for me so i was like i'm just gonna drag myself in and just try to survive the day take a sick day yeah, the next day the stomach virus on certain people the stomach virus the worst oh it's awful it is awful, especially, yeah, I'm not going to get into the details, but it's awful. <laughs> it, is, it is not fun. But um, on a lighter note, I'm going ribs, probably. Ribs, wings, something like that. The rib, uh, Whatever is like on it. sale, the, the, the ribs are on sale. If, if if I can get a good pork butt on sale, we'll go with that too. I like it. I like it. Go low and slow on the Traeger. Cook it all day. I like yeah. it. Cook it like four or five hours. Spritz it with, hit it with apple juice every hour, every half hour. I don't I want like, like it, every 45 minutes or so. Just occasionally halfway through, wrap it in foil, you know, coat it in barbecue sauce and wrap it in foil and let it, let it finish out. Ooh, last time I made ribs, off. man, it, it was, it, it, it was, it was the truth. It was the truth. So a um, couple new ways we're going to try to consume things. Uh, I, I think instead of being spread out and blasted all over social media and YouTube, I think we're going to try to uh, control our views a little bit, try to direct everyone to the YouTube channel. Um, so if you could subscribe to uh, at believe in Georgia dogs on YouTube, uh, the link tree is in our social media stuff. If you could subscribe there and obviously subscribe on the audio end, uh, we can eventually monetize our YouTube channel and, and make a few dollars, but uh, we uh, we got to get up to that magical number of thousand. So if you uh, if you want to subscribe, please do that. Subscribe, comment, hit that bell notification, let you know there's a new video available. Uh, leave us some feedback, leave us a comment, all all of that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna kind of change our model a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think we were starting to get a, a a lot of views, but couldn't keep track of them because like it's all over the place. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, they're everywhere. So I think we get a we get a better grip of of you know trying to get the view count up. So we're we're gonna try some things, uh, you know, blast out the the YouTube link on social media, and hopefully try to try to build it up that way. We got a few weeks until SEC Media Days until it really starts kicking off. Uh, we'll do some live stuff. Um, I'm gonna get more active on TikTok. I know I keep saying that, but I've increased my post count. Um, you know, I, I post our. Uh, I post our little audio preview on, on TikTok every, uh, every week. And, uh, I'm, we'll start doing some stuff during the season. Uh, we got a potential deal in the works with Rave on. So, uh, that's, uh, that's going to be fun, uh, for the football season coming up that, uh, talk to, talk, we'll talk to Brittany Harris about that. So we got a lot of, a lot of good things in the, uh, on the horizon. Um, but it's going to take you subscribing. Mm-hmm. And we gotta get to that thousand, that thousand mark. If we get to the thousand mark, Israel will do a, a TikTok dance, and you get to pick. It. <laughs> <laughs> he'll do. Uh, he'll do the gritty. He'll hit the gritty. Oh yeah, I can do that. I can hit the gritty. There you go. See, I get. I gave you an easy one. Gave you an easy one. I didn't give you a booty shaking one. Um, but, uh, so no, get, get to that thousand, uh, let's get to that thousand mark and whoever the thousandth subscriber is, 
we'll try to think of some sort of prize for you. Not sure what that is at this moment because we're not quite there yet. But <laughs> and when I say we're not quite there yet, we're not even close. But let's get, let's get those numbers up. I think people have been hitting us up on Twitter. Real soon. Real soon. Real soon. I'll even gritty if we get to a thousand. Let's let's be honest. I'll, I'll gritty. I'll hit the gritty. There you I'll, go. I'll there attempt. The, I'll attempt the gritty. I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'll, I'll attempt it. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. But uh, yeah, a thousand subscribers. Let's 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 get after it. So, but uh, my man, troop, we uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us this week. So, um, anything you want to say? Before we before we uh, wrap this thing, everybody just be safe. You know, over this break, Fourth of July, um, go watch the fireworks. Be smart um, mm-hmm. and just stay safe. I heard COVID's trying to come back, so you know, yeah. just be safe out there in these streets. Yeah, COVID's always trying to make a comeback, but it's just not going to happen. So, um, but uh, be safe, be responsible with your with your fireworks. Uh, have some good stuff on the grill. Uh, crack a few Irish crickets while you're at it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week. Back and better than ever, uh, for Israel troop. I'm Corey Burton. Like us, subscribe us, find us on social media, and we'll see you back here next week. And as always go dogs. Go dog. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.